RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Election committee members are selected to pick local deputies for the NPC's next term. The government says vaccines against monkeypox may be shipped to Hong Kong within a month. And President Biden warns that Donald Trump and his supporters represent a form of extremism that threaten the US way of life. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu Chung, says a group of election committee members have been selected to pick local deputies for the NPC's next term. Speaking to reporters after a meeting of the NPCSC, Mr Tam said the powerful body had approved a list of more than 1,400 people and together they'll form an election college to choose local deputies to the NPC later this month. A total of 39 seats are up for grabs, including three backups. Vaccines against monkeypox may be shipped to Hong Kong within the month as the government finalises talks with a vaccine manufacturer. The World Health Organisation declared monkeypox a global health emergency in late July. Hong Kong hasn't recorded any monkeypox human infection cases, but officials said they're well prepared, including arrangements for facilities to quarantine close contacts of monkeypox cases. They urged people to seek medical attention if they experience symptoms of monkeypox, including rash, fever and severe headaches. A government pandemic advisor has welcomed plans to expand the vaccine pass scheme to children aged 5 to 11. Professor Lau Yulong said the expansion of the scheme would give parents an incentive to get their kids jabbed. He told RTHK's Backchat program that the vaccine coverage for children in Hong Kong is far from ideal. If you look at the primary school and the kindergarten, the 3 to 11, uh, I think the second dose coverage is about 66%. And the total pop there is about half a million. So if you make a quick calculation uh, with the quote-unquote vaccine pass to be announced next week, that will increase uh, the motivation for parents to at least to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, to to take the children for vaccination because they might want the for five to eleven to move around in the society. Southern District Councillor Paul Zimmerman says the government should review the licensing system for small ferry services known as guidos because there aren't enough to meet demand. Yesterday, a report by the Ombudsman urged authorities to clamp down on unlicensed guidos to ensure public safety. But Mr Zimmerman said safety wasn't an issue and demand for these boat services had grown along with local tourism. The Marine Department has a very limited view of their position as uh, safeguarding the quality of the vessel and, and, and uh, safe traffic on the water. But they don't go to the point of supporting the development of the recreational marine industry. And that, that, that is, needs to change. The government needs to go behind it and say this is a fantastic opportunity for, for jobs, this is a fantastic opportunity for the community that we have this marine recreation and we're going to support it and we're going to put the right legislation behind it. That's what needs to be done. The government says two officials have tested positive for COVID and nucleic acid tests. The, the Deputy Secretary for Justice, Horace Chung, and the Permanent Secretary for Sports, Culture, Sports and Tourism, Joe Wong. They both went to work yesterday and their offices will be disinfected and any affected staff will undergo COVID tests. Sichuan province accounted for 128 of the 318 locally transmitted COVID cases reported on the mainland yesterday. The provincial capital of Chengdu has announced a lockdown of its 21 million residents and four days of citywide testing. Guangdong, meanwhile, tested recorded 55 local cases with their entertainment venues shut down in Shenzhen after infections were reported there. The National Health Commission also reported 1,567 local asymptomatic infections for the day. 
Police say they've arrested a 28-year-old man for the alleged robbery of a homeless woman in Kowloon City last week. They said the victim lost valuables, including $16,000 in cash. Police are still seeking another suspect. Chan Chi Chu is an inspector of police. Police conducted a comprehensive intelligence analysis and investigation, including extensive CCTV tracing, so that police successfully unveiled the identities of the two culprits. And push operation was conducted, so one of the suspects was arrested by police in Mongkok area. And we also will conduct further investigation to arrest one of the escape path. That is the suspect that is not arrested by police at this moment. Turning overseas, President Biden has made an impassioned speech in defense of American democracy. He warned that Donald Trump and those Republicans who embraced his Make America Great Again motto represented a form of extremism that threatens the U.S. way of life. Speaking in Philadelphia, Mr. Biden called on all Americans to come together to defend democracy regardless of their ideology. Today, there are dangers around us we cannot allow to prevail. We here, you've heard it. More and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. It's not. It can never be an acceptable tool. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None. Ever. Earlier, Mr. Trump said that if he ever became president again, he'd look very, very favorably at granting pardons to those convicted for their role in the attack on the U.S. Capitol last January. Police in Argentina have arrested a man suspected of threatening the country's vice president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, with a gun. The BBC's Katie Watson has the details. Argentina's vice president was outside her home in the capital. She was greeting hundreds of protesters who'd gathered to support the former leader currently facing a corruption trial. Local television footage showed the moment a man pointed a gun inches away from Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner's head and supposedly attempted a shot. She then lowers her head, but no shots were fired. A man, believed to be of Brazilian origin, was arrested at the scene. Argentina's economy minister, Sergio Massa, called it an attempted assassination. Brazil has recorded the highest number of forest fires in the Amazon rainforest in the month of August since 2010. More than 33,000 fires were reported in the region. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Satellite images collected in August show an 18% increase in the number of fires on the same month last year. The Amazon is the world's largest tropical rainforest and its gradual destruction is having a worrying impact on global warming. Environmental groups say fires in the tropical rainforest don't occur by accident and are started deliberately by farmers to clear land. The Brazilian opposition, foreign leaders and many scientists have blamed the policies of President Jair Bolsonaro for rising levels of deforestation. To business and Starbucks has named PepsiCo veteran Laxman Narasimhan as its next CEO. Mr Narasimhan, who was most recently chief executive of Anglo-Dutch multinational Ricket, will join Starbucks on October the 1st. The transition comes as Starbucks navigates a burgeoning U.S. unionization push following a difficult stretch for workers during COVID-19. Starbucks has responded to the drive by boosting investments in worker pay and stores as currencies and the U.S. dollar is trading at 140.14 yen. The euro stands at 99.62 U.S. cents and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and eight cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,463, 133 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $44 billion. 
Tennis now, and Victoria Azarenka from Belarus has triumphed in a grudge match at the US Open, cruising past Ukraine's Marta Kostyuk. 6-2-6-3. Kostyuk has criticised Azarenka, who she's accused of a perceived failure to condemn the war in Ukraine. Belarus is a close ally of Russia. Separately, world number one and French Open champion Inga Sviatek cruised into the third round with a 6-3, 6-2 win over 2017 champion Sloane Stephens. Rafael Nadal is also through to the third round after beating Italian Fabio Fognini 6-2, 4-6, 6-2, Serena and Venus Williams' glittering Grand Slam doubles career came to an abrupt end at the US Open as the two sisters crashed out in the opening round against Czech duo Luci Hradeca and Linda Noskova. It's almost certainly the last outing for the Williams sisters as a Grand Slam doubles duo. And four women from China have reached the last 32 of a single Grand Slam event for the first time ever. As Vicky Wong reports, this comes at the US Open and follows hot on the heels of the first Chinese man to reach the third round at Flushing Meadows. Zheng Qinwen and Yuan Yue joined compatriots Wang Xiyu and Zhang Shuai in the last 32 at the US Open. Rising star Zheng held her nerve to defeat Russia's Anastasia Potapova in straight sets to set up a third round clash with Germany's Yula Niemeyer. Her achievement was matched by qualifier Yuan in a hard-fought 6-3, 7-6 victory over Romania's Irina Camelia Begu. Yuan now faces the American Jessica Pegula tomorrow for a place in the last 16. China also celebrated a US Open first yesterday when Wang Yibing advanced to the third round where he'll meet world number one Daniel Medvedev tomorrow. I'm happy that I'm the first guy to make it the history, but um, the more important is this uh, bring the that hope to all the Chinese fans and uh, and the the kids, so we can have more great players uh, in our country, which um, I think we should have a long time ago. Zheng Qinwen said after her overnight success that China's contingent at the U.S. Open is feeding off the energy of each other's successes. Manchester United have won three in a row to move up to fifth in the English Premier League. They beat Leicester City at the King Power Stadium thanks to the only goal of the match from Jadon Sancho. Here's a United boss, Eric Tenha. We defend with 11 and we attack with 11. And also there was a good fighting spirit on the pitch yeah, that brings us the score. It was uh, finally Jadon Sancho and I'm really happy for him. And he scored already uh, many goals in pre-season. Now also uh, he scored against Liverpool. He scores today. And he put a lot of investment in the pre-season. Now we see boards. United are just six points behind leaders Arsenal and have significantly strengthened their squad by signing Brazilian winger Anthony from Ajax for a 94.6 million US dollars. They've also brought in goalkeeper Martin Dubravka from Newcastle. And on a busy deadline day ahead of the closing day, a closing of the European transfer window, Chelsea clinched another big-name deal to bring Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang back to London. The former Arsenal striker leaves Barcelona on a deal that cost Chelsea 12 million US dollars, as the BBC's John Bennett explains. It's been a whirlwind year for Aubameyang. He left Arsenal on a free transfer on the deadline day of the winter window after falling out with the manager Mikel Arteta. He then went to Barcelona, scoring an impressive 13 goals in 24 appearances, helping them to qualify for the Champions League. But now, after that seven-month spell in La Liga, he's back in the Premier League as Chelsea's seventh summer signing. 
And I think his relationship with the Chelsea boss, Thomas Tuchel, is crucial to this move. They worked together very well at Borussia Dortmund. But remember, a jaw injury suffered when he was attacked during a robbery at his home will mean he won't be able to make his Chelsea debut for at least another three weeks. Liverpool are taking the Brazilian Arthur Artur Melo on loan from Juventus to ease their midfield injury crisis. But Italian football journalist James Horncastle says you fans might be slightly confused about the deal. Hang on a minute. Liverpool want this player. Jurgen Klopp wants this player. We've seen Juventus players go to the Premier League in the last six months, Dejan Kulusevski, Rodrigo Bentancur, and do well. On the other hand, Artur has had two years at Juventus to do something. He hasn't really done anything. He's had long protracted injury problems. English champions Manchester City signed defender Manuel Akanji from Borussia Dortmund on a five-year deal. And Arsenal have parted ways with Hector Bellerin. The Spanish defender returned to Barcelona on a free transfer. Football journalist Guillaume Guillaume Balaguer explains why the Gunners let him go. The reason why they had not uh, charging Barcelona anything for somebody who still had uh, 10 months left in his contract is one, because he's got to play and he wasn't going to play at Arsenal. Um, two, because they they feel that obviously they're going to save money in the um, in the wa- wages. And three, because they, I think they, they, they have described as a substantial fee for a sign-on if uh, he goes and leaves Barcelona and gets sold. That could be about 25%. Senegal's Africa Cup of Nations winner, Adrissa Gay, has returned to Everton from Paris Saint-Germain. Former Everton player Leon Osmond says the deal can benefit all parties with André Gomez going to France. Everton, you know, playing this new system, 3-4-3. They're asking the two midfielders to do an awful lot of work and Gomez is being linked elsewhere because he can't cover the ground. Alan, who everyone thinks is a good player, isn't getting a game because he can't cover the ground. So Idrissage can and his time at Everton earned him a move to PSG. So if he's anywhere near that form, it'll be a great move for Everton. The NFL's Denver Broncos and their quarterback Russell Wilson have agreed on a five-year deal with 245 million US dollars that includes 165 million guaranteed. That extension makes the 33-year-old the third highest-paid player in the NFL history in terms of guaranteed money. And on to the weather. It will be mainly fine, very hot and dry this afternoon with moderate northerly winds fresh offshore at first. The outlook will be mainly fine in the next few days, very hot and dry during the day, occasional showers in the middle and latter parts of next week. Please be advised the red fire danger warning is in effect and the very hot weather warning is currently in effect. It's 32 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 56%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Election committee members are selected to pick local deputies for the NPC's next term. The government says vaccines against monkeypox may be shipped to Hong Kong within a month. And President Biden warns that Donald Trump and his fellows represent a form of extremism that threatens the US way of life. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. The very last 123 show before we switch over to the morning slot. Friday, the 2nd of September is today's date. Cheers to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. I'm going to miss saying that. (laughs) Cheers to the newsroom team. And uh, this afternoon, we'll be bringing you some very amazing guests. That's right. In the next uh, half an hour or so, we'll be talking about uh, learning Cantonese for students from non-Chinese-speaking families.